You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hersadulu, and today on this July 14th, 2022, I am giving you all my top five quarterbacks going into the 2022 NFL season, a list that is sure to be controversial, as it always is when you're ranking the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't really think you can find a couple of people to really agree on things, whether it's for small reasons or not. This is always a controversial one, and I'm excited to give it to you guys. So make sure you comment down below. Let me know what you guys think about my rankings, how you would rank the players. Give me your reasonings as to why. Don't just disagree with me. I would love to hear some actual reasons for why people are in the right and wrong places and why you would rank them the way you would. So make sure you fire down in those comments. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And let's talk some QBs, shall we? We'll do an honorable mentions list at the end. I do have a few quarterbacks I want to shout out at the end of the list. So make sure stick around all the way to the end. I'll kind of break down my uh, like three guys that I left off this list, obviously, because it's a top five that I can't fit eight guys into. So I will talk three guys. So make sure you stick around to the end. So you hear who those guys are and why I left them off the list and kind of where I would put them if I was to like rank like a top eight or something like that. But coming in at number five to kick things off here. And I don't really think you can make a list of top five quarterbacks without him just yet. I know that some people want to try to act like he's still not one of the best in the league, but he is. And at the ripe age of going, I believe he's going to be 45 this year, Tom Brady. You can't make a top five list without him. At at this stage in the game, I don't care how old he is. You can say what you want about him physically. And quite frankly, it does not really look like he has regressed in any type of way physically other than he's just a little bit slower every single year when it comes to running. And honestly, he looks like he's getting slightly faster with age, funny enough. But you can't really make this top five list without him. He had the most passing yards last year, the most touchdowns last year. I mean, he only had 12 interceptions, which put him tied for 14th most in the league. So he's fairly far down the list in terms of interceptions. 67.5% completion percentage puts him in the top five at number nine. Yeah, you you can argue are his, you know, are his numbers slightly inflated because he had 719 passing attempts this past season, which was the most in the league. Yeah, that's a fair argument that you can say, but it's also a testament to the Buccaneers and their willingness to trust Tom Brady with the football in his hands at this stage in the game. He is still great physically. He is excellent at what he does mentally to defenses and you can't you can't sit here and act like he is still not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's just that's a ridiculous statement to make at this point. You can talk about how stacked his team is all you want. Again, the team was really good before he got there, and that's been talked about a lot. The defense was really good. They had some great skill players, but he was the final piece. He is what has put them over the edge to win a Super Bowl and be a contender since coming to Tampa Bay, and that in itself is a statement to how great of a quarterback he still is to this very day. When you look at some of the advanced statistics here, big-time throws, people say, oh, he's old, he's old, he can't throw. 44, according to PFF, that's their metric for essentially rating like just very high risk, but also highly rewarded throws, 44, which was tied for second in the league. And he also, the crazy thing, and this is the crazy thing here, having the highest numbers in terms of yardage, touchdowns, and all that stuff, he had a 67 and a half completion percentage rate. He had 41 drops from his wide receivers last year. Imagine what his numbers would have been 
that was ill, oh, and that was first in the league. I guess I should I should point that out. First in the league in drops with 41 from his receivers. Imagine what his numbers would have been, and how because there was a few pretty significant drops in that divisional round game against the Rams during the playoffs. Imagine one, what his numbers would have been and two, the end result of that Rams Buccaneers game had some untimely drops, not been committed by Brady's wide receivers. He is one of the best at what he does. And sometimes the only thing holding him back is errors made by other players on the field. I can't make a top five list without Brady. So I had to put him in at least at number five coming in at number four, Super Bowl champion, quarterback of the Rams. Again, another guy that does not get the love he deserves because he was on the Lions for so long. And I find it comical that people try to say that the only reason he's successful now is because he's on the Rams when he was dragging that Lions team to nine and seven, 10 win seasons, even an 11 win season. The fact that he was able to do that for the Detroit Lions in and of itself is a testament to how good of a quarterback he is. His best season when the Lions went 10 and 6, he had 41 passing touchdowns. Uh, he had what was it? Um like 5000 and f- I think 49 yards or something like that. I mean, the one of the best seasons he had with the Lions was arguably just as good as the season he had this year in a 17 game season. Stafford has been good his entire career and he has been a- arguably a top five quarterback for quite a long stretch of his career, at least the last handful of years, but he does not get the credit because he was on the Lions every year prior to that. 4,800 yards, third best in the league. He had 41 touchdowns, second behind only Brady. He did have 17 interceptions. I'm not going to sit there and ignore that. That was the most in the league. However, he is a gunslinger. He's a high risk taker, high reward maker. This is a guy that, you know, he's not afraid to to sling the the rock. Think like and I'm not saying he's Brett Favre, but think the style of Brett Favre's play in terms of the willingness to throw into coverages that maybe most quarterbacks would not be willing to make, but he's got the velocity and the guts to make those types of throws. He was 10th in the league in terms of completion percentage at 67.2, and he led the league in big-time throws, 47, first in the league. Average depth of target, 8.9, which was 7th best in the league, and then, again, drops. For how good his year was, and the same thing with Brady, I can only imagine what his numbers would have been if it had not been for tying Brady in those 41 drops from his wide receivers, both of them, 41 drops from their receiving core altogether. Matthew Stafford, despite a lot of errors from his wide receivers' hands, was still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I am not going to make a top five without Matthew Stafford. I'm glad that he's finally getting at least some respect from some areas of the media and fans around the league. But I will say this. I find it hilarious that people will sit there in a never-ending circle of discredit between him and Cooper Cup. When you want to talk about Cooper Cup, oh, he was only this good because he has Matthew Stafford throwing him the football now, and he's a great quarterback. But then you go around the circle, and it's like, oh, you say, yeah, well, then Matthew Stafford's great. Oh, no, no, he's only that good because he has Cooper Cup as his wide receiver. Then who? Then what is it? Is it what is, what's the force here that's driving this? It's because both players are amazing at what they do and are some of the best at what they do and when you put two of those players together you get the production that both Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford put together last season which resulted in a Super Bowl championship 
coming in at number three, and I gave him a slight edge over Matthew Stafford. I almost gave Stafford the number three spot, but I couldn't I couldn't give Josh Allen the number four spot only because he is so effective with his legs and Matthew Stafford does not really do a ton when it comes to the to the running game himself. And that has become a big piece of the quarterback position this day and age. Now, Josh Allen, you could say what you want. Completion percentage wasn't great this year, 63.3%, 24th in the league. Not necessarily the prettiest number for somebody who's in the top five here, but he did have 4,400 passing yards. He was eighth in the league there. He had 36 touchdowns, which put him at seventh. He did have 15 interceptions, which was fourth most in the league. So again, and he's another one of those gunslinging, high-risk, high-reward type guys. So you'll get those kinds of numbers, but it's what he can also do on the ground that makes him so damn good. 760 yards. He had six rushing touchdowns to go with it as well. This is a guy who can kill you with his arm or with his legs at any given moment. And he's an excellent decision making um, decision maker at deciding which to use in the right moment. You watch the dismantling of the New England Patriots defense in that playoff game and the dismantling of the Chiefs defense during their playoff game. And obviously, it, you know, the game did not end in Josh Allen's favor, but he did so much in that game and won that game. And if it was not for his sand sieve of a defense in that final 13 seconds of the, of the fourth quarter, Josh Allen is playing in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals and not Patrick Mahomes. He had 44 big-time throws this year, which tied him for second best in the league, and his average depth of target was a whopping 9.1 yards per, uh, per target there, six best in the league. Josh Allen does everything so well. He's a great decision maker. Again, he can kill you on the ground. He can kill you through the air and has the biggest arm. At one point, I would have said it was Matthew Stafford, but he is aging out a little bit here. I think the edge now goes to Josh Allen. He's got the biggest arm in the game right now even better than who I have ranked at number two. And the reason I have him at number two is because I don't think he has quite eclipsed my number one guy yet. But at number two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Now, for all the criticism he got last season for, you know, the turnovers and, you know, having a down year per se, his down year was what some quarterbacks would kill for as their best career year. 400 or excuse me 4839 yards put him at fourth best in the league 37 touchdowns tied him for fourth in the league he had 13 interceptions and we're going to circle back to that in a second tied him for ninth not necessarily the greatest number and completed 66.3 percent of his completions tied for 16th in the league now he also had 381 yards on the ground good with his legs, couple of rushing touchdowns to go with it. The biggest thing that I was striking to me when I was putting together this list and pulling together some of the advanced numbers here, we talked about adjusted completion percentage a little bit ago for Tom Brady. If you look at what Patrick Mahomes' completion percentage should have been, he had 36 drops from his receiving core, fifth best or fifth worst in the league. His adjusted completion percentage, I just told you, his actual completion percentage was 66.3. His adjusted, without those drops, would have been 79.2%, which would have put him at second best in the league behind only Joe Burrow. When you were watching Patrick Mahomes, especially in that first half of the season, yeah, there were some bad throws he made. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say all 13 of his picks were his wide receiver's fault. 
but there was probably six or seven of those interceptions that were literally bouncing off of the hands of receivers right into defenders' hands. It was incredible to watch. It was unbelievable to watch, and it felt like there was some sort of curse on the Kansas City Chiefs. But Patrick Mahomes, at this stage in the game, has evolved to a complete... He's the complete package, arm strength. He can make you move. He can make you miss with his legs if he needs to, but he relies on his arm more than anything else, like a pocket-passing quarterback would. He elevates players around him. Tyreek Hill is now gone, so he does have a tall task in seeing who he can elevate, Juju Smith-Schuster being a guy, if Travis Kelsey can continue being one of the best tight ends in the league ever. Uh, there's... There's just so much that Patrick Mahomes does when it comes to orchestrating this offense in KC. He, I'm excited to see him get an opportunity now without Tyreek Hill to elevate even more talent around him because he has made some some wide receivers that we all thought were better than they actually were look much better than they actually are. He is an elevator, and that is somebody, and that's not something that a lot of players can do. Josh Allen's another guy. Brady's another guy. Stafford, I would say, is another guy. Everyone on this list is an elevator, but Patrick Mahomes, he's in in, in that upper echelon group of he can really elevate other players' games because of his accuracy and his ability to make massive throws in windows that you wouldn't normally see quarterbacks testing because of his arm strength. He is a guy, and it would be impossible for me to leave him out of the top three, and I think he is one of the best and arguably maybe even the best quarterback in the league. But he sits behind my number one guy, and if you've been watching this list at this point, like I said, there's honorable mentions we're going to talk about in a minute, but coming in at number one, I just I think he still holds that top spot by a few hairs, but he still holds that top spot. The most efficient quarterback and arguably the most talented quarterback to have ever thrown a football. Got to go with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, there's no way back-to-back MVPs. You can say what you want about Brady maybe deserving that MVP last year. What he did with the limited number of attempts compared to what Tom Brady was doing, the efficiency the way he protects the football is unbelievable. His completion percentage, 68.9%, third best in the league. Four interceptions, best amongst the top quarterbacks on this list here and against pretty much everyone in the league. I think a few people had a couple less than him with that minimum 200 dropbacks that I listed there. But ultimately, I mean, four interceptions compared to a guy who maybe threw 300 passes and had three interceptions, far more impressive. 37 touchdowns, tied him for fourth. He had 4,115 yards. That's like the one knock on his stat line because he put, it would put him at 10th in the league there. But they also were pretty effective on the ground this year. So he didn't have to, you know, he didn't need those massive yards every single game. He can still move on the ground. He had three rushing touchdowns, 101 yards. So he can, he can you know, he's not quite the athlete he used to be, but he still leaves defenses, you know, is Rodgers about to break over here? Is he about to break over there? You know, they still have to account for him in, in certain situations. The most accurate quarterback in terms of just ball placement and decision-making is unbelievable with just where he can put the football and where he decides to go with the football. He is arguably the best in the league when it comes to decision-making. The only other person I say that rivals him is Tom Brady at this point. 36 big-time throws this year seventh best in the league when it came to turnover worthy plays which is plays where quarterbacks are putting the balls in in risky spots or you know turnover plays and things like that 
He only had 13, seventh fewest. The next person closest to him, I believe, is Tom Brady with 16 or 17. After that, everyone else is like getting close to 20 or in the 20s. The other impressive number, because of drops, his completion percentage was 68.9%. Had it not been for the handful of drops from his receiving core, would be at 77.7%, third. Only behind Joe Burrow and the guy we mentioned right before him, Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers... If you don't like what he does off the field, that's fine. We're talking about his on-field work. He is the number one guy in the NFL at this point. Back-to-back MVPs, at his age, still completely tearing defenses apart. It's a team sport. You can say what you want about you know the collapse in the playoffs against the 49ers. Uh, would, I, would I be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed in that? Sure, but... I mean, there's more to just what Aaron Rodgers was doing in that game than, like, there's more to that loss than what Aaron Rodgers was doing in that game, I guess is what I want to say here. Um, that that game was lost in special teams in a way, but also, again, offense did not really hold up its end of the bargain. The defense did an outstanding job holding the 49ers at bay to 13 points, but... I just I can't sit here and act like Aaron Rodgers isn't at the top of his game right now and at the top of the league right now and what he does. I just think that it, you could argue Patrick Mahomes, sure, maybe even Josh Allen if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of everything. Um, I would respect the conversation, but to me, A Rod sits at number one. Now, for my honorable mentions, because I did say we were going to talk about this, I don't want to leave these guys out. Uh, I want to at least mention their names here because they were hard considerations for like the number five spot. But again, I can't leave Tom Brady off this list because of how good he is. I do want to mention Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. That's in no specific order, but I do want to mention those guys. Joe Burrow, obviously, with what he did this past season, sacked 70 times altogether. Incredible number there for him to have survived last season. After tearing his ACL the year prior because of pressure and whatnot, uh, credit to the to him and what he was able to orchestrate behind that offensive line, and and that enough that is enough said on its own. Lamar Jackson, I cannot believe that that ESPN list that just came out the other day did not have him in the top ten. I don't care who you're asking. I would love to hear the executives and player personnel and all these people, coaches, whoever it was that was asked in that list why Lamar Jackson is not a top 10 guy. When you look at his numbers, the effect that he has in the game, how you have to account for his ability to throw and his ability to completely kill you on the ground, I have no idea how people are going to try to act like Lamar Jackson is not a top 10 quarterback in this league. And he has a strong argument for being number five. Before he went down with injury, I had him in fifth in my MVP running last year. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I'm not even going to have the argument. Feel free to say what you want in the comment section down below. But but Lamar Jackson, go look at his numbers. Go look at his film. He is not a running back who throws the football. I think that is an absolute asinine take. Lamar Jackson is as good as they come. And if you don't have one of the five quarterbacks on the list that I listed here, or Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, your team would kill to have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. And then Justin Herbert, of course, I, it, he, the 65 yard touchdown pass it, enough says enough on its own against the giants. I mean, he's just so talented at what he does. He's so great at what he does. And I cannot, I'm, I'm loving watching his progression as a pro. And I can't wait to see his second year in Brandon Staley's system because last year really felt like it opened things up for him. And I think having a whole season in it now, it, things are the only trending upward at this point. 
should be a really good year for the Chargers. Justin Burrow, great on his own. If I was to rank these three guys behind my top five, I'd probably go Lamar Jackson six, Joe Burrow seven, Justin Herbert eight. And the reason I have Herbert at eight right below Joe Burrow, despite the fact that Burrow only has like one real excellent season behind him right now, I just, I, I cannot discredit what he was able to do behind that Bengals offensive line. I understand he has great skill talent around him, but so does Joe Burrow, or not Joe Burrow, excuse me, Justin Herbert. But the offensive line in Cincy was awful in pass protection. And for Joe Burrow to will that team to the Super Bowl the way he did, I, I, I can't, I cannot discredit that by not having him right above Justin Herbert. I still think Justin Herbert is an excellent talent. I don't mean to disrespect him. And again, Lamar Jackson, the way I just spoke of him, I think helps you understand why I would have him at number six. I think he is an absolute game breaker, and I find it comical that he got left off that ESPN list. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> but that is my power, uh, not my power rank, excuse me, my top five for quarterbacks going into the 2022 season. Again, let me know in the comment section down below. How would you rank these guys? What are your thoughts? What do you agree and disagree with? Um, Lamar Jackson's a top 10 quarterback, though. I'm not having that conversation with you. So if you want to argue about that, argue with a wall. I appreciate y'all for watching. I will see you guys next time. Have a good one.